0: Welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we're a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can also follow the show. That is at H-E-F pod on Twitter. Email us, that is hey Eintracht frankfurt at gmail.com and facebook.com slash pod is where you can find all the latest Eintracht news and information in the English language. So, do not do this show alone. Not doing a live show from Oktoberfest, we haven't covered since. Uh, we have roaming Roman, might as well just give you that, ta- give you that tag, uh, back in the in the fatherland. Roman,
1: <laughs> hey Brian, how's it going? I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back on the podcast. I love it.
0: <laughs>
1: and yet, yeah, to answer your question from the last from the live show, so Bad Filibel, where I res- currently reside, is about 400 kilometers away from Munich and the Oktoberfest, which is about 250 miles. So mm. here's the answer to the question.
0: So, yeah, you, uh, via the Autobahn, depending on uh, how much construction there is, you can be there between three hours and five.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Barely three, though, because the construction and traffic usually is bad. And uh, But I think it's gotten a little bit better. But anyways, I don't drive. Uh, I usually don't take the car for these distances. I usually take train or plane. <clears throat> but I mean, you have to consider two buses now. I don't know. It's nice. I mean, they got a good bus system now. But then train usually is the best, so I love
0: traveling by <laughs> train. I uh, couldn't tell, Roman. You can make
1: use of your time, really. That's the big big advantage.
0: Couldn't tell whatsoever, Roman, that you like to travel. You know, only jumping, leapfrogging <laughs> from here to there. You know, jumping hibbly like uh, exactly. like a monkey in the tree. Uh, okay, we're starting <laughs> to get off pace here. Um, so... Yeah, uh, at the weekend, we didn't exactly have the greatest of matches. Eintracht Frankfurt! Zwei! Zwei! And Bremen! Zwei! Sadly. Unfortunately. Sadly. <laughs> exactly. Super annoying. Yeah. So, that first half did not go so well. The second half, well, I mean, at least we scored them, yes, but still, I mean... There were multiple times that uh, shots went off uh, the the post. Um, I mean, to me, I thought that this match was really uh, vindictive of the fact that we are not no, we are not uh, closing out our matches. When do we have placed ourselves in good positions? Um, a certain other Bundesliga side that we've recently played can definitely attest to that, a reason why they are no longer in the top two spots. But hey, neither is Bayern, uh, as we have now entered the international brink. Um, Roman, that counter, when the counterattack happened in David Klaassen... Uh, was the guy who eventually put the ball away. Uh, at that point in time, the way that we had kind of retreated back to um, our own end, every... Trying to think of the best way to put this, or without me sounding like a petulant child, but every single freaking time that, you know uh we got caught with our pants down they were able to break and just make us look so scatterbrained at the back what is going on
1: yeah yeah that's true not really happy about the defense also the offense i think we got a pretty we got a midfield nailed down pretty much but the rest is uh yeah kind of there's room to grow put it this way room to grow but um yeah, the defense is very... Suspect. Yeah, scary. Like, you know, you, you just see them, like, uh, putting up those counters, and they just scare me to death because, of course, there's still this little uh, Renault thing, uh, even though uh, kudos to him, did a great job. But, uh, yeah, always oh, a little bit dangerous. And and Bremen didn't really get any chances, right? I mean, they only had, like, two, three, four, five chances in total. And, of course, they scored twice and won only out of the match. And yeah, the and thing was just a typical, was just a a totally unnecessary, I would say. um, Absolute defense mistakes. Um, And yeah, so that kind of worries me, the amount of goals we we get. And yes, of course, the second one, big mistake by Hasebe, but uh, yeah, we're not there yet. Hmm. Yeah, but the defense is a little bit worrying.
0: Is it down to the defense itself? Is it because Kevin Trapp is not the one organizing it at the back? Because we've, you know, not all of this can be placed down to Kevin Trapp being out and uh, Ronau being in the starting lineup because we've had some uh, issues so far this season as well.
1: I think it's tactical issues. So. Uh, I like our defensive players, put it that way, right? So I, I don't want to say we got the wrong players. Um, I think they are really getting into it. You know, they're they are um, they're, they're growing. You know, I mean, Hasebe is doing an, 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 a great job, usually besides, of course, that one mistake. Um, but, you know, also, I mean, Abraham, he's not really missed, I have to admit, like more the opposite, right? So, um uh, I think with with Hinteregger and Touré, we got a great defense, so to say. I mean, Touré, he's really, yeah, I really like him. I think it's going to be tough for Abraham to come back to, uh, and, and Hinteregger, you know, we both like him. But for but they, um, yeah, but I think it's a tactical thing that these mistakes can happen too quickly. You know, when when one of the wingers lose the ball, uh, they're they're just too open. Uh, in the end it's, uh, tough for me to 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 grasp it but it kind of just seems like it's too easy to run through our lines and this is not because uh, the players are not good enough I think it's more of a tactical maybe it's uh, uh, the the three line defense uh, creates too many holes um, I don't know so uh, we 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 should ask one of one of one of the tactic uh, freaks out there um I'm not that kind type of guy, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, so I I, I I, see great players in the defense, but tactically I think they should be a little bit more compact and more reliable on each other's position. And that's what I see is, as of now, the biggest problem. However, we're still early in the season, right? And uh, remember last season about the same time we had the same issues and uh, uh, we're just about to, to kick it off, so... I'm still confidence there's still room to grow that's how I would put it uh, but yeah the game was not I mean that the Bremen game was not really one of my favorites um, I mean we got so many chances though right so I mean from our offense was pretty good uh, or our um, our sides you know with like the uh, Costa Kostic I mean he did an awesome game Um Rode did also a really cool game I think and uh, but <laughs> yeah, we, we need we need somebody to shoot goals. I mean, the game was kind of made for Bastost, right? Because of all the flanks uh, that were coming in in the center in the box, and nobody there to receive. Uh, Pacienza, he it, it could have been his game, but it wasn't. So it was a little bit. So the offense scared me a little bit more than uh, than, than the whole thing because Bremen was absolutely beatable, in my humble opinion. Um, I was astonished how bad they played. You know uh, i know they have lots of injuries so um uh they got a good reason uh, for not performing that well but uh yeah that would be my my quick summary of the match
0: let's just put it this way at least rhoda uh a high moment for me still will be rhoda's goal just be an absolute rocket yeah i mean we're talking yeah. goal at the month nominee uh at the very least
1: yeah absolutely rhoda did it didn't amazing game um, I would agree and uh, yeah I mean the silver goal was also great but I think everyone would have done that in that position but then you still got to be there and, and and score it you know so especially the timing was perfect right I mean like oh, so I, I, I used to live in Bremen right so I do have some kind of likings towards the club but I lost them during our relegation fight with them you know when they were like playing, uh, you know, bad tactics against, you know, our team, you know, when they attack the team bus, the supporters, and, you know, uh, and I don't like Kofet for some reason, you know, I don't like these arrogant, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't like him, so I just, I wanted to beat Bremen so bad, and uh, and those this last minute penalty just destroyed the whole thing. But I tell you, we would have been talking differently if they would not have had this penalty, because they would have never made scored another uh, another time. True,
0: Uh, because I I mean, the real flurry of close chances. You know, uh, their pair of woodwork uh, hits were in the uh, uh, first half. So uh, in the first half, the I mean. I just kind of look at how we only made one substitution. The it was kind of interesting that uh, you yeah. know just casinos was coming on for Kamada, and that really <laughs> wasn't until like just before uh, our second goal from Silva. Um, I was just kind of scratching my head and wondering. It's like, okay, what are you waiting for? Uh, so hasn't yeah, hadn't when, been when, what, having its do best you game, to do, yeah. you know. Hmm?
1: I think the, the problem was that there was no other no other substitution because they already played very forwarding, right? There were lots of, uh, um, like I said, flanks, you know, like uh, from, from the side to the box. And uh, and you, you wouldn't need more in the midfield. Um, so what, what do you do as a coach, right? Do you want to strengthen the, def- the defense? No, it doesn't make sense when it's 1-1. Um, do you want to strengthen the midfield? I thought the midfield was running pretty well. So the only thing were the strikers. And would you put in uh, Jovenic, uh, you know, like where you needed more somebody tall and experienced in a game like this? Um, so I, I just think he had no other options, you know? And that's why only Kamada Gacinovic, because maybe he wanted to, um, you know, I don't know, try something different. But it's not like, I don't think it was kind of like a, a miracle, uh, you know. Okay, so remember last season... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> When, uh, when Jovic was still kind of like a, a, in a joker position, right? So he knew exactly, Hütte knew, okay, now the game is that way for the last 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to get Jovic on and he's going to score. And he always scored, right? He had this danger. Maybe he wasn't yet ready for the 90 minutes, but he was ready, but he could throw him in and he could perform on the spot. He was a robust, strong player that could uh, change games. And right now, we don't have that kind of player, right? So if we had Dust, for example, on the on the bench, I bet he would have brought him earlier.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we had talked about how we had strengthened in the offseason, but the fact of the matter is, when you're playing on uh, multiple occasions uh, consistently, as we are with the uh, Europa League, and, of course, in what... Um, like, two weeks' time after, like, two weeks into our time after we've returned from the international break in between the, before the November break, you know, we also have a Pokal match versus uh, San Pali. And so, it's not like as though the Eintracht is going to have, you know, like, you know, a long-standing period of time where it's just one match for a week. Are we in a position where we... are like hey we might need one guy we might need two guys in the offseason cuz it's not like it's a, like we're lacking in terms of like bodies but the i, I mean I, body just because you have bodies does not mean that you have a team that's going to uh, be threatening
1: yeah, so I would say it's it's a it's a high complaint um, in the situation we are in. But I think they still need to find each other a little bit better. You know, they still need to, I don't know, like Silva. So, um, I mean, they're they're kind of still young, Kamada, You know, they're they're all new. So basically, we have a completely different team than last season, right? Um, and I think it takes time until they kind of get used to each other. I mean, think about Rebic, Jovic and Haler, right? So it's not that they uh, got together and boom, they, they, uh, they were amazing. Um, it took them a while to get accustomed to the new situation and it needed people like Wolf to leave as well, right? So, I mean, there were some things um, that, that happened that, uh, that created this, this effort. And it always takes a little bit, like a new team always takes a little bit of time t- until they kind of find each other and until they uh, get ready to to perform, so I think here it's a very similar situation. You know, they just need more time, and uh, hopefully the the two weeks now during the the um, national break, um, I think it's a, it's a good it's a good time for them, and, and hopefully we'll we'll ramp ramp it up. I mean, like I said, the good thing is there's room to grow. I think all of the players have shown that they can be very important uh, during a game. And now they just need to combine this and uh and and get their shit together and Yeah. And kinda learn from each other, you know, that they know where the other runs and not because there are still many mistakes, you know, many Mm. passes that don't really arrive. So things like this and that's what we need to uh learn.
0: Indeed. So here's a question, Roman. Um we've got a couple players who have not really featured uh so far this season uh do you want do you want to kind of go over where we stand with these guys uh before we switch into hashtag what are we drinking because i think this is uh the right time to kind of discuss where we're at uh with some of these guys um i'm talking of course about uh oh hi girl uh, I see you know, he's not really getting any, uh, playing time, despite the fact that we have, uh, multiple fronts that we're now, uh, balancing against as my dog is playing with her toy. <laughs> uh, there's, <laughs> Luke, uh, you know, uh, we haven't really seen much of Lucas Toro, you know, he's a player that we, uh, we saw m- glimpses from him last season, uh, now he's not registered, uh, for uh, for the Europa League, as far as I'm aware of, mm-hmm. you know, the Degu- I mean, De gooseman is a well player who the hasn't had a chance you know. as well, but the gooseman has also been hurt, uh, and so you know, it's not like he's able to kind of make his impact. Uh, we still have Nikolai yeah. Muller on our books, uh, despite our efforts to try and get him uh, a new home. And these are guys with uh, first team experience, guys who have uh, played on the first team with the Eintracht. Oh, well, are we going to see these guys play or not? Where I mean, I'm just kind of scratching my head. and am wondering uh, at what point uh, do these guys leave? Do they stay? What what, what will then be their contributions?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so, I mean, you, you name a few that I thought were pretty promising, like Toro, for example, or even Nicola Müller, you know, when he made his move to Frankfurt, like uh, there was a win for us, right? Because many other teams wanted to have him and uh, and, and we got him. And uh, yeah, but he totally seems to be out of it, you know, I mean, uh, but on the other hand, you know, in his positions on the sides, like on the wings, we already got pretty good players and he's never going to pass Kostic or Da Costa. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that's that's also just uh, sad for him because of the position that he plays. Um, I don't know if he's capable to switch something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Here, here's another weird new thing for me. And I, I, tr- I trust Adi Hütte, right? So um, if he says he's not performing, then uh, I kind of do believe him. And, uh, what's the, uh, yeah, what, what, what are the other ones he said? Yeah, Togo, for example, is like really weird
0: because, is he injured? Oh, no, he's, uh, he uh he's still, currently? he's healthy.
1: Yeah, yeah, because like he did it in the preseason matches, he was used, didn't he score like, uh, even a great goal, um... I think he
0: got involved in at least a friend uh, friendly match goal that we had friendly
1: or Europa League one of the first one well, of the qualifying matches. I don't know. I think he he, he
0: scored we uh, when we played against Kimi.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I think they're just. I think they're just. Their their problem is that the rest of the team is just too good. You Know and it's the same thing what's going to be happening for a- a- Abraham, right? For him, it's just like it's going to be tough to come back to the team, you know, it's especially to the starting lineup. I mean, and he's not the type of player you kind of put in in the quarter, like in the last 15 minutes, you know. So, especially not with Hütter, he wants to win, he doesn't want to secure something. So, um, that would be a tough one. Well, I might have uh, Chandler, I mean, I mean, but on the other hand, like, um, I think. Hütte is fair, you know, Chandler got good uh, times, and even Durm uh, and Dicker, you know, so um, if they perform, they'll get their chance, I'm pretty sure about that.
0: Yeah, well, that's going to wrap it up for all the news notes in terms about Eintracht uh, versus Bremen and squad rotation as we had just come off our match with Vittoria. Uh, Roman, I think it's about time as the rain falls in Kansas City and that's uh, outside on the, well, on the covered area of the Port yeah, Soden it's raining here as well <laughs> um, <laughs> is it time for a hashtag what are we drinking what do you got for us
1: oh I'm having actually I'm having a, a binding beer right, binding export and I'm uh, having this actually in a very special mug uh, I'm drinking it in a like in a Stein kind of uh, and it's a 125 anniversary Stein, so to say. Um, yeah, and it's a it's a very good. Uh, well, I like bending beer. It's my favorite favorite beer when I'm here. So
0: there you go. Um, sticking with the kind of Oktoberfest style uh, that is very popular during this time of year, I have gone with a a well known commercial uh, German beer producer, Steiner. I have the Oktoberfest brew, and it is very good.
1: Perfect. Actually, let me. I just gotta take a quick pick.
0: We'll put put these out there on our uh, associated uh, Twitter handles uh, in case this is the very first time that you're seeing this. Yeah, something that we always do for hashtag what are we drinking for every episode. So, too remember, too if too you weird. are listening to Hey Track Frankfurt and happen to be kicking back, relaxing, brewski in hand, uh, gosh, some, sorry, sometimes I am very, very American, uh, take a picture of it, let us know what you are drinking. Uh, a, yeah, what are
1: you drinking while you're listening to yeah,
0: the podcast? And if you're doing that too, hey, let us know what you're consuming as well. We'd love to see it. So, uh, pros to that and Roman. Let's uh, take, take a quick break, and we'll be back with second two. Stay with. Segment two, hey, I'm Trek Frankfurt, Roman. We've talked about Werder Bremen. I felt like I was more like uh, picking over the a dead carcass right there. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh golly. Uh, so Ronal. something that like we kind of really didn't touch on him. Ronal's debut. Uh, he looked just fine. I mean, okay, so you concede a goal, and then another is a penalty that you don't save. Well, guess what? Only 25% of penalties are usually saved, and I would say two-thirds of those are really uh, not converted because, you know, the, the penalty taker just badly, badly screws up, so. You know, not really faulting him yeah. there. I mean, uh, otherwise, I thought he did pretty good. And this was something that yeah. we really were worried about coming into this match because it was very much a oh crap, what do we do now? sort of thing.
1: And I think the team trusts him too. Because there were lots of balls uh, going back to him. You know, sometimes I was like, Why are they doing this all the time? It's like they really tried to give him points, you know, or whatever. You know, did you did you feel that too? I mean I was like sometimes even like riskier passes, there were they were yeah, they were making a few risky passes back to Renault, where I was like, Okay, if you were trapped I totally go for it, but uh, so the team must trust him, you know. Otherwise, they wouldn't put him sometimes on a, on a under self made
0: pressure. Indeed, I think I think there are more things to see from him. And as Eintracht has more, many, many more matches are coming. You know, our next uh, Europa League matches on the, is on the twenty fourth of October, and then on the seventh of November. So. Immediately, um, so pers- in Lots between Leverkusen and Gladbach, and in between uh, Munich and Freiburg's match, that's when those guys will kind of chaos. But I think
1: we can be happy to have a, a second, uh, like a substitute like mm-hmm.
0: him.
1: Agreed. No. Um, I think that's, I mean, of course, the situation could be better with Trapp uh, not being injured, but for a sub, I think he's doing a great job so far, and uh, yeah. And you can maybe sometimes you can even see that he was that he's made for more exactly because
0: I think once we got Kevin Trap it very much was Ronaldo is hurt and Trap started doing good things and Ronald never really got an opportunity to establish yeah. himself ever again and um, yeah. honestly we're gonna be playing so many matches upcoming I mean if I'll say I can't believe I'm saying this but at least uh, we have ba- a backup to our backup. And a backup to our back to the backup of the backup, so four keepers. Yeah. I mean, and that's without having like a, a young uh, stripling as our keeper. You know, I think we're in a, we're in, we're in at least a good spot in terms of depth, and each of our four keepers has got a lot of first team experience in either the erste yeah. Bundesliga or the zweite Bundesliga.
1: Yeah, so let's just hope he doesn't get hurt though, because then it would get a little bit, you know. If I get if I, if I see Zimmerman on the bench, um, that would that would scare me a little bit more.
0: True, <laughs> I mean nothing against the guy, Eintracht track boy, well, no, local team, guy, right? local boy um, through I'm, I'm and that's through, that's and realizes, hey, I'm here to make up the coefficients, and I will play when told, and is just happy for spot on an of Bundesliga side team
1: and he is the actually he's the kind of like the uh the strength coach of the team as well right so that's why it's kind of interesting that's what he does he coaches the rest of the team you know doing all the strength workouts and stuff like this so he, I bet he's gonna get a position after his career at frankfurt he's going to stay in the in the coaching team um so that's already what he's doing right now because obviously you know the fourth you barely you, you don't expect to play anyways so you gotta look for other things uh, to be valuable, and he's doing a great job doing it.
0: Which is exactly what we want. Speaking of adding coaches, Roman, you kind of—I kind of jokingly hinted at it uh, when we talked uh, recently.
1: Our new athletic coach. You mean?
0: Yeah. Um, there I we go. <laughs> I don't know if how much longer I can kind of delay this talking point. Roman, is this going to be a Roman's rant?
1: No, it's totally not going to be a Roman's rant. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to talk about because there's a lot, a lot, a lot happened. A lot was done wrong. I mean, this kind it showed bad communication on, on Frankfurt, on the Eintracht side. Right, I think that's the worst part of it. Um, well, we are right into number seven, Andy Möller, right? Um what can we say a little yeah I, like when i started in the early 90s watching soccer Frank uh, andy Müller was there in in the right jersey uh and of course he he played well and i really liked him he was a uh yeah he was a guy from the region you know he, even like his, his dialects you know he spoke hessian even though he has like some some Offenbach, some kickers uh, um uh, um, past as well but hey we don't care we didn't care you know he was a, he was a Frankfurter jung right? a Frankfurt boy a Frankfurt lad and um, yeah but then he moved and it was not a clean cut right so he said like, he moved he was multiple to stay times from the departed exactly and uh, then he did the same thing again for Dortmund right Dortmund was a little bit more dramatic because he literally stood in front of the yellow wall and said, like, I'm going to stay here. And then the next day he left. So, um, you know, like a typical, let's say, liar, false promise guy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, we know how the world, how the soccer world works. Um, but, you know, your language is very important with these things, you know, especially when you kind of like uh, kind of want to show how, uh, yeah, how, how much you love the team that you're going to leave in, in a, a week later, right? So, um and then, of course, he, he was the manager uh, at the OFC for the Kickers for a while, and he did like this horrible interview uh, just at the start where he was asked, so now what are you gonna do? And he had no clue, like, he literally was like, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, you know, so. And uh, let's put it this way, he has not been known at least to the uh, to the non-insiders, maybe him as an expert, right? So have you ever heard Müller analyzing a game doing something like Not in English. He doesn't have any track record. Not in Well, not even a German. Like he doesn't have, really have a track record. I mean, I know that he uh the past years he was in in Hungary, you know, building up the youth system over there. Um I don't know how many Hungarian players you know of, but it's not that you can say he has a very promising you know, he's not like We got him from somewhere where he was really needed and, uh, you know, was like a steal. You know, it's kind of like nobody wanted him. We took him. Um, So that's kind of like how the whole thing started. And of course, the fans, the ultras, the hardcore supporters, they don't like him because especially uh, his quote he did in 2017 when he said, like, I don't want anything to do with Andrew Frankfurt. I don't have anything to do with it. You know, he was kind of like, you know, distancing himself from the club that, you know, when you do this, that's a tough one. And of course, when he came back, what was that? The 2007, 8, 9? I don't remember. Could be totally wrong. He did like a, his last season or so for Frankfurt. Um, or should be? It should have been earlier, four or five. I don't know. Uh, under Bruchhagen, like early Bruchhagen days, uh, it was the same discussion. Yes. You know, nobody wanted him. Bruchhagen. And uh, so, anyway, so he doesn't have a good standing in the fan base. However, me personally, I didn't really mind. For me, he's a hero of my Frankfurt youth. I think he was one of the most successful players in Germany. And uh, I I sent you in in our WhatsApp group, I I sent you the the photos of the penalty shootout. I mean, watch this penalty shootout. And I mean, his move is just legendary. You know, like when he uh, shoots the last penalty and uh, Germany advances to the final, kicking out England, you know, the way he just runs up to the... English supporters, you know, puts his uh, hands in his hips, you know, just kind of does this kind of, I don't know, very arrogant pose, kind of really like, fuck you guys. Um, I was just the coolest thing in the world. You know? <laughs> I, I loved him for that. Uh, but anyways, we, didn't, we are not hiring him as a player. We are hiring him or we hired him as a, a youth manager or he's going to take the position of Armin Graz, um, which I think is also a good idea to get somebody new in. Uh, in general because like we have not seen any great youth developments in the pa- in the recent 5 6 years so i think a, a change was needed the question is is andy müller the right choice i don't know and i'm going to give him a chance so i'm not going to continue in the uh, um against müller talk uh, now i want to see him perform and of course now he has now he has uh, uh, an Eagle contract, so he gets all my support, and I hope he's successful, I hope he can develop the Youth Academy uh, in, in a good way, however um, the style of communication was really bad from Eintracht's side, and this is something where I really yeah, where we need to watch out what Bobic is doing now you know, um, all the kudos to him, you know, like uh, but you cannot go up and say like, everyone who's against Müller is against me that's totally stupid, right? Because it has nothing to do with you. I can totally say your work is great, but the other work isn't great, right? That's absolutely legit to say. And, you know, the ultras have legitimate concerns, right? Like a mentioned, he lied, he did false promises. Moreover, as a former manager of our rival club, um, you know, and a missing past, and that's what they should have worked with. They should have... The Frankfurt uh, um, uh, um, uh, lead- leadership team should have pointed out the successes that he brought to the table, why he's the right guy, right? Working with arguments, but they didn't. And this is what I what I really, uh, what disturbed me is that there was no, I still haven't heard yet an argument why Müller is the right guy. Besides, he's a, he used to be a great player. Have you?
0: No, I've not. Um, I mean... When all the shenanigans, uh, all the kind of anger started going up, I started having to do a little bit of research because it kind of had been kind of throwing me for a loop and uh, all I kept on doing was just kind of scratch my head and wondering, like, okay, something's something's wrong, need to find out a little bit more so. And
1: uh, And what did your research find out? I mean, a lot...
0: I mean, what little I was able to dig up on the guy, former Eintracht player, returned to us time, uh, time and time again, would leave us time and time again. Um, so my mindset is very much that I will say to him, "It's like, all right, dude, you have a year and a half's contract. In my opinion, that's all that I would have offered him. Get us to develop one or two more." youth players who will actually come through the ranks, and then you might be allowed the chance to say more than likely he will just leave us like he has left us in the past, but you know, I am a little bit of a sourpuss when it comes to uh, some of the some of the things that surround Eintracht. I would think that, you know, maybe uh, Ben Magna is able to find uh, someone else as well uh, that is out there that we can then, uh, bring in, but you're right, you know, we haven't had many players, uh, from the Youth Academy, uh, come into the Eintracht, and that is something that, you know, you didn't have to scratch your head and wonder, okay, why has this been going on for so long, why is it that, you know, you have, you don't really have anyone from the Eintracht, Frankfurt Youth Academy, who is currently on the books of Eintracht, who's, you know, gone through and then bust into the first team, and no, you're not allowed to take, uh, to mention, uh, Michael Rus, or, uh, Timothy Chandler, because each one of those guys or is Weid not... Or yeah, or Kittel. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, because they are not no but longer part Weidtschmidt and, and Kittel... I mean, yeah, I he was in Ingolstadt the last time I heard. I couldn't even tell you where he is now. Uh, Luca Valitschmidt, well, crap. Uh, he's only suiting up for the national team. Looking really good with Freiburg. You know, did well with the under-21 side. And uh, such an annoyance. That, you know, the Eintracht has not been able to develop. have, some, have someone come from the youth ranks. Is even, like, with few exceptions, even the biggest sides are still able... And the Bundesliga has still been uh, uh, pulling in guys from the youth teams and playing them. Uh, I don't know if you kind of recognize this, but on Werder Bremen's team, you had quite a lot of that uh, first 11 that was actually... Uh, that had actually come through the Verderberen use uh, setup, and whilst yes, it's down to them having so many substitutions, we haven't really seen for quite some time an uh, uh, Eintracht pl- uh, uh, raised player come through that is still that yeah. is performing, and that the Eintracht uh, sticks stands by. Uh, I mean, Stendera was one that it looked like he was the one for the future was going to be breaking through. He then got hurt against uh, in the relegation playoff against Nuremberg. And, shoot, post that, you never saw him. Uh, Niko Kovic is not exactly granted, as we are seeing with Bayern, just like ourselves, you know, is not a guy who usually kind of puts all too much stock and bringing <laughs> through, you guys, though.
1: He tried, though, with Barcock, you know, like there were some times, you know, where he kind of tried to get a, uh, a Frankfurt player working, and I mean, but there was the last one I remember, I mean, yeah, Kittel, of course, at Waldschmidt, but there was like even like three, four years ago, but like in the recent.
0: Yeah, know? Barcock yeah. is the most recent one, and he has spent the last, he is on his second year uh, at Fortuna Düsseldorf and it seems that his career has really stalled out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there is definitely so I mean that's something we do not need to discuss because like there's definitely room for improvement at our um, at our youth academy uh, on all ends, right? And I think like merging them bringing them closer together uh, I think will be very important and is important and then making changes is also important and maybe Maybe Bobic sees something in Müller or knows qualities of them. But then why don't they communicate it? You know, that's kind of like what annoys me. You know, why don't they communicate the strength of Andy Müller? Why is this totally not the discussion? Like, you don't read this anywhere. You don't hear it anywhere. And now he's, like, quiet. You know, there's no interview. Usually, you know, they... When somebody joins the team, there's like Eintracht TV. They come up with something, you know, with like an interview and this and that. And him is just like all quiet, all silent. And this is and this annoys me. You know, this is really where you could say Roman's rant now coming, coming up. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like why is there no no proper communication? Why don't they sell us Andy Müller? You know, and they're not doing anything. It's just a quiet thing. You know, it's uh, just like let's just put it under the rug. And I, and this is what I don't like, and I think this is a big mistake they're doing. And this is almost, and here I'm opening, uh, you know, um, Pandora's box, so to say. It kind of shows maybe a different attitude from Bobic you know, like he still needs to justify his, his moves towards the fan base. You know, he's not King Frankfurt. You know, he's not King Frankfurt. He's uh, um, just part of a uh, of, of a board of directors, and this is the way he has to perform. <coughs> uh, excuse me for that um, another one shoot there you go <coughs> so but here's here's one one very tough theory and you're the ones uh, to hear it first um, what if Freddy Povich actually is aiming to prepare his leaving yeah so uh, There's just a, a, a conspiracy theory, so to say, that I start with this uh, with this podcast, uh, because sometimes you can feel that he is a little bit, you know, also his talks about the 50 plus one and, you know, the way they can't really grow. They need investors and like the problems with the fan base and, you know, the tradition and this and that. And, you know, and I, I could tell you, I would it would not surprise me if in one or two years he's going to move to Berlin. Right, where uh, I think he is from Berlin originally. No, I mean, he's Swabian, but I think he has some Berlin, um, I may be totally wrong here, but he with the new billionaire or millionaire who's investing in Berlin, you know, who's trying to grow this. I think this will be his next job. I think that's what he's eyeing for, being successful in Frankfurt and then moving to Berlin and then growing the capital city club uh, of Germany. Right. Um, That's, I think, the move he's trying to do. And that's why he has this kind of attitude now where he, you know, tries to start his leave. Are you talking Um, about Lars Windhorst? Yeah, exactly. The investor in Berlin. He wants to grow Berlin uh, or Hertha to, uh, you know, the big capital club that Germany is supposed
0: to have you know kind of
1: like London clubs or Paris clubs yeah, but Berlin's totally whatever. different you've Tot-
0: had you like until like the very end of the 80s you had a city that was divided for how long you know just out there on an island not able to maximize its full potential and guess what that has kind of held it back and You know, these little neighborhood clubs popped up or they were founded uh, while under the communist regime that was in place in the old east. And you have now Union. You have still the old clubs from the east that are left. Most of the clubs, the Berlin clubs that ever played in the Bundesliga that were from the west are currently playing in like uh, the regional league at presently or the... I guess whatever is the division for them, I guess uh, the Berlin Liga.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, you know, the thing about Berlin is that uh, there is this inherent dream, obviously, if you were from Berlin, you know, then you want your, your capital club, you know, your, your capital um, uh, big club. Right. So nobody would nobody if, if you would ask somebody in the world, you know, like which should which city deserves a big national club, probably most of them would say, yeah, Berlin. You know? However, not understanding German history, because you're absolutely right. Germany is not about a, a capital city. We only did that once in our twice in our history. And it both uh, went uh, really bad because usually like uh, Germany is very fragmented. We are a federal republic. Right, Um, so that's why our uh, we have we have very powerful cities all over the nation, and not one powerful city. Kind of like France or England, um, those old monarchs, monarch states. You know where you have basically where the king resides. That's where everything is happening. And we never really had this because we had kings everywhere. You know there were like three hundred and sixty kingdoms within Germany um, before uh, before I think nineteen eighty. Uh, In 1870 right 1871 is basically when when germany uh, was united for the first time and before that it was just a very like fragmented place frankfurt was the free city of frankfurt right we didn't have we we did not have any king or queen or nothing um and uh, that's how the german history is made but still let's not go too deeply into that shit but berlin always strives for this thing you know to be like the capital power of germany um and I can see that Bobic will like this sort of trend, so to say, you know, or this this thing. So that's why I can, yeah, I can see that uh, that this may be one of his goals.
0: It seems, a, uh, uh, yeah. Term. It seems a long ways off, but let's be honest, there's so much more we can uh, talk about that might be a little bit more pleasant. Uh, Eintracht, whilst uh, players aren't on on international duty, uh, there will be one friendly, Eintracht versus FC Gießen. So this is a club that had absorbed one of the other Gießen clubs. Uh, What was the other one called? Val Epe Gießen? Is that what you saw? Okay, mm-hmm. and you saw them recently when yeah. you were uh, in Bad Fibble. Uh They won. The-
1: yeah, last season when they were still at the Hessen League, I saw them uh, Yeah, play Bad Philbel in Bad Philbel And uh, yeah, with like, Daniel Chiemann as coach, former Eintracht player, and Michael Fink still playing, former Eintracht player. Um, yeah, so f- Bad Philbel lost, so they played re- re- pretty well. They uh, promoted to the Regionalliga that, uh, that season. Um, so yeah will be fun to watch well
0: uh, yeah so this is going to be free and available for all Eintracht Frankfurt fans Uh, Eintracht TV will be showing this this is at the Comets Bank Arena Uh, it's supposed to uh, uh, money is supposed to be founding uh, the Hessian Sport Foundation Um, maybe you know a little bit more about that than I Uh, but the Eintracht will be yeah the Eintracht other players will be kind of involved on international duty here and there. Uh, no one suiting up for the German national team. Sorry. Uh, that's mostly because uh, Captain Trapp has uh, been injured. So we'll kind of wait and see on that. But some of the high players who will be on uh, international duty. Fredrik Rono will be going for um, Denmark. Uh, Gibraltar, so we'll actually be facing Rona. Uh, now Rona is not the number one uh, Denmark keeper, uh, so does play for the Swiss. So that will be quite an interesting uh, setup. Um, Andre Silva has been called up to the Portuguese side, so uh, he'll be trying. He'll be doing his best as Portugal tries to qualify. Everyone in Europe, I should point out, uh, tries to qualify for the twenty. 20- 20 European Championships. Martin Hintreger for Austria, Gassinovic and Kostic uh, for Serbia. No, <laughs> no Jovic for Serbia. Not that he's uh, anymore an Eintracht player. Um, but we will see the international debut, Dace uh, Kamada, so long as things uh, go to plan. Um, hmm. So, uh, yeah. He is yet to Uh, Make a senior uh, at the at the full international level, and as Japan will be taking on Mongolia, so uh, good on him for qualifying for that. I do I do see to think that um, right now with Japan kind of racking up ratcheting up things for their Olympic. with them trying to throw out a really good side for the 2020 Olympic Games being held in Tokyo. I can imagine that Dachi Komodo will probably uh, have a major role to play unless they kind of see him in a different sort of light. Other players who are involved, uh, Jovelik. Is going to be with the Serbia U23 side and Indica is uh, with France's uh, U20 side as they take on Norway and Serbia takes on Russia and that can oh and yes uh, for that is going to be with a uh, Guinea as they take on uh, Chile and the uh, Moros Islands. So that should be I hope he gets a little bit of play. Team. I hope so too. Um one can o- one can o- i mean one can only hope that uh you know a little bit more playing time kinda develop as a player. Um uh, just one can only wish that uh uh these untracked Eagles uh will be able to do a little bit more but Roman we kind of already did your Roman trend uh, with the Molar situation. Yeah. Um. We're kind of out of everything to talk about with the Eintracht. Uh, do you want to hint at whatever your thoughts of the Bundesliga so far? We've. I mean, we in our in our live podcast we talked about that igno- uh, into nauseating detail. Uh, some people may have clicked off. Some people may have been laughing at the fact that. Uh, uh, all of us kept on drinking and drinking, and if you couldn't tell during the podcast, yeah. uh, I think our beers were refilled one or two times each, uh, so you could start hearing it. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Maybe you couldn't just yet. Or if we had kept <laughs> on, <laughs> if we had kept on going <laughs> like. for another my, hour, my it time. would have gotten more noticeable. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Uh, Bayern third place. Brucia Munchen Currently in first with Wolfsburg and third. I mean, it's kind of interesting, like, the way that the Bundesliga table yeah. looks right now. Um, what are your thoughts, uh, like, what you've seen so far? I mean, I'm kind of surprised, by the way. I'm surprised by Schalke and Freiburg and the way that they, I mean, mm. they kind of round out the top six and then, you Leverkusen and all these teams that I mentioned are on 14 points or greater. I mean, it very much is a. You have your teams that will not be in relegation trouble. You have your teams that will be chasing for Europe, and that's a and a couple of teams that will just be smack in between it all. But it's pretty, it's pretty well developed at this point, and to uh, yeah. two camps.
1: I mean, the biggest surprise that I would say put out is uh, is actually Borussia Dortmund and their mm. horrible performance, or not horrible performance, but their bad situation. And it's like even more annoying that we only uh, drew to them 2-2. I mean, by that time, it's kind of like last season. Was it something similar uh, where, you know, it's like we, 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 we draw them and then it seems like, oh, yeah, cool, we made this. And then everyone else does too. Um, you know, so it kind of like puts this into perspective. Uh, And yeah, they started. I mean, they were hyped before the season, Mm -hmm. right? Everyone was like saying, "Okay, they're going to be." Well, they made a
0: lot. I I was in that camp too. They made a lot of signings.
1: Totally great signings, um, and I still think they have a great team. And they, I think, they also have a good coach. However, Dortmund—they have deeper troubles, and this is um, they—they don't get their shit together. You know and they got so when you think look at the last five coaches that they had oh who was that okay so there was um uh so they were not happy with tuchel right for whatever reason they were successful with tuchel but he was like nice enough to the players or whatever you know then bosch he was like the 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 super cool guy but then yeah no he wasn't that good either and then there was this guy, uh, Peter Stöger. Yeah, he was just an intermediate, you know. And now we have, we have Favre, like the hero, the guy who was supposed to bring all the changes. And now he's not the right coach either.
0: Uh,
1: I don't know. Who was before Tuchel? That would be the next uh, question. But I, I think that tell was Jürgen Klopp would... Was that Klopp to Tuchel? Oh, okay. I think so. That's They're like, they have their, the problem is not the coach, is not the team, is their expectations of the coach and they don't that they don't back him up, right? And they don't let him time. And here's the difference to Bayern, right? Imagine Bayern was in a sim- similar situation, but they pulled through with Kovac and now we're in season two uh, with Bayern. And I, I'll, I'll bet they've finished the season with Kovac this year. Whether he's going to be coached next year, that's going to be on a different one. But they're going to pull it through. They're going to put their hands on the tables and they're going to say, guys... We're going to do this. And this is what they need in Dortmund. In Dortmund, they have this weird discussion about mentality. You know, do they have the right mentality? Should Favre be like, you know, more jumping around uh, in his coaching zone? You know, like this kind of bullshit. It's like, like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, give me a break. Let him do his job. And And you have to back him up. Because if you give the players excuses... That's the worst thing you can do, you know? Never give the players excuses for bad performance, right? And it's a similar situation right now in Bayern, right? So it's very similar um, where Kovac, he doesn't get the back. I mean, Bayern is now in a fucked up situation too because like Hoeneß is kind of out, but they're not. brazzo is not really taking serious. Kahn is not really in yet. So like Rummenigge, he's Rummenigge, you know? So it's like nobody's really leading the club. And like poor Ko- Kovac, he's like in the middle of the shits and uh and and trying to solve problems you know to put out fires and then dortmund is a similar thing you know like he needs the full package of the team of the uh uh, of of all the executives everyone has to say favos on our coach and he's got all the power and and now we're gonna go with this we tried it and now we're gonna go and they're weakening him already and with like discussions like mentality bullshit and stuff like this right um and, and that's what's killing Dortmund. It's not the team. It's not the coach. It's not It's the whole combination of all of it. Um, yeah. And Bayern, is, I would say, is a similar situation. And that's, of course, now that's the time where other teams can jump in, you know, like Gladbach, um, who started off not too well, right? I think they lost in the first match. Uh, and everyone's like, okay, was that a real good signing with Rose? But yeah, the coaches got from the beginning got the backup same like with Frankfurt you know there was a difference when Adi Hütte was kind of like in in, uh, in talks is he the right guy you know like he got the full backup of the executives and the same thing with Gladbach the same thing actually with Berlin right like when they sucked the first matches they got the full backup of the executives and that's what you need as a new coach you need the full backup from day one for at least, at least a couple of matches, like 20, 30 or so, right? And that's what they're not doing. And that's what's killing them.
0: Yeah, it is a uh, kind of surprising thing that uh bay, bay has kind of done what they've done to themselves. And, you know, we are ending match day seven with uh, top two that is back and Wolfsburg. Kind of interesting. We'll see how the Bundesliga transpires. We still very much have uh, a bottom place team. There's no way those guys will probably. Uh, gonna, there's no way that that thing's going to be looking bad. Uh, you yeah. know, like good for them anytime soon. But hey, you know what? They also realized that, look, we got lucky, we got relegated. Mm. Uh, multiple times after being the Bundesliga last time on our debut season and if it wasn't for 1860 they would have gone down to the regional Liga and said they were saved and then they got uh promoted from third to the second second to the first and so they're just thankful yeah. that they're here and just kind of enjoying the time that they have because they know it's not going to last
1: yeah. I mean, like, usually there's a saying that, you know, the first 10 matches, like, you shouldn't do any, uh, any um, you know, conclusion, come to any conclusion before the first 10 matches, right? There's a lot of truth to that. Um, so, I mean, there's still three matches to go, nine points to go. So, in theory, Hertha BSC uh, uh, could, you know, could make it. To jump into the next uh to the first three matches and gladbach could you know fall all the way back um so we still we can still see some changes i'm happy i'm excited that leipzig is not up front there you know so um that's my little ex- excitedness because i don't want them anywhere near the top ranks and of course similar to Wolfsburg, but i mean that's going to go uh soon again so i think Wolfsburg. Leipzig, uh, Wolfsburg, and Freiburg—they're going to go out soon. Uh, they're going to move a little bit towards uh, towards the back, and yeah, I'll be happy if Gladbach, uh, Bayern, Schalke, and Dortmund and Frankfurt—you know—do the fight. Yeah, you know, that would be
0: that would be. Perfect. <laughs> well, we've got a few matches to go. Speaking of, speaking of yeah. Leverkusen, that's actually who we have next in the Bundesliga. But uh, for us, it's going to be. A little bit of a wait, as our next match is not for a couple weeks yet, as the international break has descended. And, well, we're just going to have to sit around and just enjoy uh, playing Gießen. And then we'll be back Mm -hmm. to the Bundesliga, we'll be back to the Europa League, And it's all going to start again on the 18th of October as Eintracht will play Leverkusen on the Friday. So until then, uh, Roman, I think this is going to wrap up this episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, Many thanks for being back on. Uh, It's been hard to track you, Rev. It's been hard to track you down sometimes. Very hard to keep track of you.
1: I know, I know, I know, I know. I yeah, I was supposed to be in the U.S. actually by now already, but then I was little. Everything was a little bit delayed. So I hope next week I'll be back in back stateside. Uh, but then I'm going to be back soon here in Frankfurt because I got my 20-year anniversary, as I mentioned. So I got to be for that here as well. And then another talk. So traveling a lot as always. Traveling. Don't ask
0: me for my CO2 print. But
1: just forget about
0: uh, Happens with Happens carbon with, carbon with startups, right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's just what you do. Travel a lot and
0: yeah Alrighty. so where can we find you on social media
1: you can find me on twitter sf bay eagles of course also instagram sf bay eagles yeah that'll be the best and of course facebook i think we have that too even though i'm not really checking that, <laughs> that
0: much anymore. and you can follow the show specifically facebook.com slash hef pod twitter that is at hef pod hey eintracht frankfurt at gmail.com you can also follow me at kcsge. Uh, from all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, thanks for listening to us waffle on about uh, all things Eintracht. We'll be back again with another episode uh, that will then be previews, previewing uh, Eintracht versus Leverkusen. Uh, but until then, cheers! Cheers! <laughs> Hey I'm chalala, la 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 la